tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all. Consider exploring. <laughs> Austin Ford, uh, NG's fight team strike coach, and uh, he's been infamous on the internet for the last probably six months uh, since he got started on, on making some instructional videos, clips, you know, short minute and a half videos. Uh, and ironically, we've been two or three places together and both places we've come up with people have been like, oh man, I watched your videos. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's a good sign for sure. <laughs> Strangers. For sure, even in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, it was Vegas and it was in uh, California when Luke fought. Yep. There were people there as well. I was like, awesome. Um, so anyway, let's, let's reverse, um, go back to, uh, I guess let's go back to the starting of your martial arts career was actually boxing right was before that boxing you know i young growing up my my brother and i had a pair of boxing gloves like old boxing gloves lace up and they were like real leather like cracked leather and he he used to make me fight him he'd fight me on my knee on his knees and uh he'd make me fight his friends he's five years older so okay you know i was I think I had a lot of concussions, <laughs> a lot of concussions. But uh, so after uh, I finished college at the University of Kansas, I was missing some contact. And I walked into a boxing gym and uh, John Brown, he uh, used to be the owner of Ringside. He was in there and I, I saw him and I said, excuse me, sir, uh, you know, I'd like to box. And uh, he's like, how old are you? And I was like, 23. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. You're too old. And that was all I ever <laughs> needed to hear. So that's I, awesome. I proved him absolutely fucking wrong. Did you play sports when you were in college or no? I did. Uh, I was a walk-on football player at the University of Kansas. Okay. Cool. College was, uh, it wasn't going to be as fun without that you know right. i needed to do all the things and, and stay busy so that was my motivation i guess that that conversation you had that with that guy reminds me the day i quit the gracie academy uh, i was a blue belt and the the manager of the gym his name was sam rand and he looked at me he goes what are you gonna do and i said well i'm gonna open a gym at some point and he goes ha he goes chris brendan jiu-jitsu fuck me he goes, who's gonna train there who's gonna train there i was like well you know he committed suicide a little while back, and uh, my gym's flourishing. Yeah, because you opened a gym. <laughs> That's why he committed suicide. Anyway, uh, boxing. How'd you prove him wrong? Well, I it, we was at a Gold's gym. So he, shortly after that, left to open his own gym. It's called Turner Boxing Academy uh, in Turner, Kansas, like in Wyandotte County. Okay. And he left behind just a few kids and myself and uh really my first boxing coach dave lubbs and you know i quickly became uh like the strength and conditioning coach of the team you know i was you know i was an athlete and uh you know, well versed in strength and conditioning so right. i immediately did that and i learned the basics from dave and then i guess it just kind of I was really hungry to learn this new skill. You know, I'm, I'm a learner and I want, you know, if, if it's foreign to me, I'm gonna you know, submerse myself in it. And, uh, and so I did. So in about three years, I got five fights 
that was back in the days of smokers, real smokers. Like, you know, the original smokers are from, uh, you know, guys just show up, they bring their passbook, you shuffle all these uh, names around and see if there's some matches. And, you know, it comes from uh, smoking cigars in there, so a cigar-filled boxing. So, but nowadays it's just fights at a gym. Yeah. We used to do a thing in, in uh, San Pedro, California called Cage Combat, and it was the same. It was the MMA-based mm. smoker mm. where guys would show up and kind of – you two look about the same size. You two look right. about the same size. What's your experience? Yeah, you two, you two, and then fights would happen. Right. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, but boxing, boxing, man, it's uh, guys are training for one aspect of fighting. Sure. So it, it, everyone becomes pretty dangerous pretty quick, you know? Yeah, I I respect boxing, but it's, it's very limited, you know? I don't even like to call it that. A fight well but did you think that before you started training mma or in, when you were actually doing boxing no boxing was everything right absolutely no, no no i i knew uh in fact my buddy steve he had all the dvds of uh, the ufc's okay so before i ever stepped in the boxing gym you knew yes i knew about mma and i, I didn't go i could do that <laughs> i did not do that you know because if you have any common sense you can look at that and go no, you fucking can't do that right. unless you train, right. you know. But, you know, I did realize quickly that because I had lots of fights before I started <clears throat> fighting. But I realized quickly if whatever I thought I could do, that wasn't real, right. you know. And so quickly I was humbled. The very first punch that I took to the nose was a straight right hand. And it, you know, it separated some cartilage in there. And it, it sucked. In a fight or in training? In training, sparring. My very first day of training is yeah. what caused me to have to get nose surgery later on. But mm. yeah, I was the 15 seconds into my very first day of training, right. I just got my face splattered <laughs> in a boxing gym. And something funny is that uh, I ended up uh, being the kid's coach. Like, I, he whipped my ass, and then within a couple of weeks, I, he couldn't touch me. So, you know, I'm, I'm a quick learner. And then I... I took care of him. Like he'd come to the gym smelling like smoke. Like his whole bag, his whole shit smelled like smoke. I was like, you can't come to the gym smelling like a pack of cigarettes or an ashtray. So I would take all of his stuff home every night after the gym, and I'd wash his stuff and I'd bring it back to him. So you awesome, know, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I always knew I'd be a coach. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So you fought? What'd you say? Four or five times? Fought five times, five times. Um, and it was difficult because. Even the smokers or the, the, the local shows, they go into your passbook. Yep. You know, nowadays, it's just the wild, wild west, and we're just fighting. And the, you know, in, in boxing, they need to know how many fights you have. Right. So it's, it was very official. So um, I, had, I had three fights. I won those three. You know, I dominated those three. And then I had a fourth fight in the Ringside World Championships. And I cut from 217 to 178 in a month, yeah. And, uh, man, I was like, man, I'm lean, I'm trim. You know, I saw the guy. I had a buy in the first round, so I got to watch him fight. I was like, man, I made a video, put it online about, like, uh, Lil Wayne's show me my opponent, you know. I was like, I was going to wreck this dude. I was going to win the whole <laughs> thing. And I got my fucking ass whipped. I mean, I got bloodied up, you know. Like, I couldn't hit the guy. Nothing, nothing hurt, uh, but... He just, he fucked me up. Like, I couldn't stop him from hitting me. And I was bleeding so bad, and the referee brings me over, and 
because they'll stop it if you're bleeding real bad. Right. You know, in, in amateur boxing, is they're really careful. Some refs are really way too cautious. Okay. And I go to the corner, and he pinches my nose so hard to stop the blood. But I couldn't breathe for a week after that. Like, that's not <laughs> how you do it. Right. You know, yes, you can stop a bloody nose like that, but you're ruining a guy's nose when you do that for, for a week. And he whispered in my ear, he's like, uh, you want me to stop the fight? I, I'll say I'll say it's because of your nose. Just, just tell me right now you want me to stop the fight. I didn't even fucking respond to him. I just walked right back out there and continued to take my ass whipping. Nice. And so after that, I was <clears throat> three and one. I entered my team and myself in the local Golden Gloves, and uh, I did win that. So I, I was a local Golden Gloves novice champion. Sweet. Yeah, and, and my team won the team trophy. Oh, beautiful. Right. That was what I was most proud of. Right. You know? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. absolutely. You know, coaching, 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 coaching. And then uh, I could not fight after that. I think I could have. You know, maybe I was a little bit of a pussy for uh, listening to the doctor's advice for me not to fight from this eye disease I was diagnosed with. Um, but because I spar now. I just, I don't get hit too much, you know, and I don't know what it is. My, my radar has, it protects my eyes. Even jujitsu, I used to uh, roll with my eyes closed because I was terrified of getting eye poked, you know, but now I, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm blessed and somebody's looking out for me. Sweet. So that led you into coaching? Led me into coaching, you know, I knew from a very young age that I was going to be a coach very very i mean maybe you know freshman sophomore year high school I, I knew that's what i wanted to be when i grew up so um you know i i coached the boxing team uh, for several or a few years and then i met someone named tony davis and he was an mma fighter is it the drama kazi i've told you about him a little yeah. he's a he's a character but i love him to death and he in he asked me to train him, an MMA fighter. And so uh, I was like, of course. Because boxers say that MMA fighters, they can't punch, they can't box, they suck, you know. So I right. don't like that at all. So quickly I started <clears throat> calling it snitching on boxing to MMA fighters. And then it kind of, the word got out. And, you know, it's just like with anything, if you, if you get better every single time that you do it or in every if you do it every day you just put those days in front of each other and, and there's no stopping so that's that's what i i did i just i started i never stopped and uh gosh as i talk about it i realize now how long this has been <laughs> it's been a long time 18 18th year really this is my 18th year yeah, as much as I fought, I always wanted to be a coach as well. I always wanted to yeah. teach. I, I taught all my brothers how to tie their shoes. I taught them how to do everything. And then as soon as I had enough money from fighting, which was fight five, six, I fought in the UFC for my fourth fight and my fifth fight, uh, I came home and opened a gym, you know, as a blue belt. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to teach, mm -hmm. you know, so I kept fighting, but, but I was, you know, really, really wanted to be a, a teacher. Right. And my whole life is service of others, you know. I uh, I find that's my purpose, you know. I it was never money, uh, it was never accolades, you know. 
I did. I do enjoy being a trained fighter. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there are so many people that can whip my ass, but you know, I'm on a different level of of these humans. I I enjoy that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy that. But helping others, that's that's my passion, and I have. I have done it so much that I, I, I consider it like my karma credit card. Right. It's it's a it's a black card, you know. It's loaded, you know, because I really have selflessly helped so many people, and for what? Nothing. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, going from training those guys and then training this one guy that asked for help, you know, how did you how did you move on from there? Like, what what brought you to? I don't even want to jump too far ahead. What brought you to the next place, you know, where you were coaching or, or so who you were coaching? It was, uh, it was James Kraus, and he was kind of the local uh, badass. Um, also, Tyler Stinson, he, he was also... Uh, the nutritionist? No, that's Tyler Minton. Oh. Uh, Tyler Stinson, he, was a, he fought in Strike Force and... Uh, amazing straight left hand real power yeah. lots of knockouts you talked about this guy with me before. yeah he's he's special dude i love him too he's he's my brother and you know i i was invited to you know again keep snitching on boxing to these mma fighters and <clears throat> i guess james was uh back then he was very kind and uh thankful and he would make posts and you know he spoke very highly of me so that's how I started getting more and more fighters out of his uh or the gym where he trained it was called Grindhouse this is before Glory when uh, Brian Davidson owned the gym so and I had some classes and I was a strength and conditioning coach and you know for me it's fundamentals you know I I wanted to master the basics and so now that concept really has grown into you know it's just high level basics right you know or i make that high level shit into basics you know and uh so i taught classes at grindhouse and uh, it became glory um and and i was fortunate enough to even in my boxing career i started training for john brown at ringside i worked there we had two boxers, Cam, uh, Lenroy Thompson, and his name is Cam F. Awesome now. He's a special dude, and I love him to death. And then Jeremiah Graziano, uh, you know, one of the most unique humans and biggest punchers I've ever trained. So those two were my first two serious uh, athletes. And I'm backtracking a little bit, but um, they both won multiple national championships while I was blessed enough to be their coach. And, you know, John Brown, he would tell you he was their coach, but he never held a fucking mitt, you know. He, he fucking hates my guts, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even know why. You know, I've never done anything respect. I respect my elders, you know, and I, I showed him nothing but respect. And, I, you know, he's kind of just a jealous bitch to me. But, so I got to coach them, and I honed my skills with these two amazing athletes, it, it catapulted me to uh, a, a high level of uh, striking. And I've always been an athlete. I've always been a, uh, like a master of human movement, very curious. 
very I'll study hard read a lot of books and we traveled the country they won one and one and one so as a boxing coach I think I have coached to like 12 national championships which is ridiculous right. you know people are like that no coach has a fighters that had 12 well six apiece something like that yeah they did <laughs> <laughs> so uh that helped a lot and then then to grindhouse uh cornering mma fights um i i was i was cornering mma fights before i even put a gi on you know and it just it just blew up you know james made it to the ufc and you know we went to canada he double bonused you know it's it's been a wild ride but uh i've cornered so many fights it's i can't even put a number on it but it's is it a thousand? You know, might be. You know, might be. Shit. There was a time, I believe, that you were with James, and then you were not. You were somewhere else. Is that right? It's correct. I. So, I think five fights, four or five fights. Uh, I was with James before the UFC. He had been on the Ultimate Fighter, and then he he got headbutt. And, and hurt. It was a bad headbutt. And then I think he got choked. It's very uh, strange circumstances. He fought in the WEC before I was training him. He fought Donald Cerrone. He cut like 30 pounds on a couple days notice and it was crazy. But, so I got to train with him uh, for those fights. I cornered him for those fights. In fact, I think the first fight we had together, he lost to Clay French, a, a one-eyed dude. I don't know who that is. Yeah? Yeah, we almost fought. He almost fought in King of the Cage. Really? Years ago, yeah. So, and I, I still don't even remember how he lost. I think he lost a decision. I think he, we thought he won the fight. But then he went on a, like a four-fight win streak. He beat Toby Yamada with just his jab. And that, that was the plan, you know? And he he destroyed Toby Yamada's face. And, uh, you know, he'd come to the corner and be like, coach my hands. And I'm like, you know, sacrifice your <laughs> yeah. fucking hands. Yeah. You know, oh, and then uh, he, in the cage, I forget who it was, but he, he said, he gave out his phone number to Dana White. He said his, and he got so many calls. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Sure. Yeah. Like prank calls, Does prank calls. Toby Mata? The, I think this was uh, bef the fight before. Okay. And then the, after the Toby Mata fight, he said something like, you, you have my number, you know, Sean Shelby, give me a call or something. We and have so many sure connections. Did. Me and Toby Amata. I beat Toby Amata in the Austin Open in a grappling tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing Clay, Clay French as well. It's weird. This is a small community. It's yeah, a small world. And so uh, then he got into the UFC with uh, Sam Stout. Double bonus. That was great. Uh, Jamie Varner. Uh, Bobby Green got kicked in the nuts three times. That was bullshit. John McCarthy. Dropped the ball. He, he owes me an explanation. He, he, he wouldn't. <laughs> He wouldn't explain to me. I was kind of heated, and I was I was younger, you know. But I wanted an answer, and he he basically told me to get the fuck out of his face. But you know, James was very humble about that, which I I don't think I liked that. You know, yeah. I would be pissed. Right. You know, it wasn't fair, but he he was very humble about it, and it worked out for him. Uh, and then the Masvidal fight, I think that was our last fight together, and um, you know I. I got hired by Burt Watson to be a cut man in the UFC. Like, I wanted to be a cut man. I, I love wrapping hands. Trevor Whitman 
really leveled my game up on that. And so I pursued that. And Bert's like, all right, show me, you know. So I wrapped, I think I wrapped Rudy's hands. And there, he was like, all right, you're, we're good to go. And he said, you can't corner any fighters anymore. And so I, I turned down the job for James and Tim. How did I forget about Tim? Tim Tim's been in the mix since the very beginning. Already? Too. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. And um, I think I, I'm at like 12, I've cornered 12 fights in the UFC now. But at that point? At, yes. Right. And so um, after the Masvidal fight, uh, I decided I wanted to take that job. Because you know, I turned it down a, a few fights before. But I did that for James and Tim, turned that job down, and because, and, and I'm just going to be honest, we were on the fight trip, the Masvidal fight, and we had like three other guys with us, and, you know, I wanted to take care of my guy, but, and this is probably immature of me, but they were all up his ass the whole time, and, you know, I, so I kind of sat back, and it, it kind of irked me, like, I wanted to be in control of that, and I just uh, of James on fight week, right? Yeah, and so I, I kind of that kind of made me go like, you know what? He, he's fine, he, you know. He's got all these people around him taking care of him. You know, what am I even here for? And I think that happened a couple fights. I, I felt that way, so I decided I'm just gonna do me. And so I took the job, retalk or talked to Bird again, got the job. Then he quit, or Bert. Bert quit or got uh, fired. No, quit. <laughs> so he was no longer with the, the UFC. The Mania was upset when that happened, for yeah. sure. Right. I was glad to see him land in Bellator. For real. Yeah. Him him doing the same old we rolling, you know, yeah. at Luke's last fight. Yeah. He's only been there for us, I think, for the last two or three fights. Mm. But the first time we walked in, I was like, are you are you working here now? He goes, yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell so I was yeah. so stoked. He, uh, we rolling. Yeah. Yo, night. <laughs> Yo, fight! Don't leave it to the judges; they only make you cry. But uh, he and and when I saw him, he remembered me. You know, I love people like that. Sure, because he you know how many faces he's seen, but he remembered me, and uh, I, I really respect him. And you know, I'm honored that he did remember me. So he's out of the UFC. I don't have that opportunity, uh, and my wife at the time, uh, she always wanted me to have my own gym because that's that's the goal right sure. even when you start coaching you know you know you're like this coach sucks this coach sucks you know i i think i could own my own gym and you know what i'm gonna work towards that so she made up a business plan and you know it was it was she was amazing about that so i actually did open oh backtrack sure tyler uh, left to go to Colorado to train with Trevor Whitman, and I, I, my whole family, I, we all moved to Colorado to follow Tyler, and uh, that, that's the kind of coach I am, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of an old school coach. I like that. Me and Cam and, Je and Jeremiah, you know, me and the kids, you know, just me and Tyler, and you know that worked out. You know, I came, we came back after about a year. And then I did open my own gym. It was called Brass Boxing 
excuse me, brass boxing and jujitsu. And were you the jujitsu coach? No. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, so I had some great instructors. Um, Josh Littleton, he's a black belt now. You know, I still hear he's a big part of my jujitsu. You know, um, Farron Otis, uh, uh, Brandon Crowley. Nobody knows him, but he, he only wore a purple belt because his instructor died. He said he never wanted to be promoted by anyone else, but he was a straight, a black belt, uh, Hickson style, you know, <clears throat> pressure, nasty connectivity. You know, I, I, I learned a lot from him too. Uh, and so I was the boxing coach. I always, I'm, I'm going to hire someone that's, if I can't do it, I'm going to find somebody who can. Right. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I can do it, you know. And I think at that time, it kind of separated me from the glory community because I'm over here at Brass, you know what I'm saying? I still had a bunch of people come in uh, and train with me. From glory? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, a handful, even Tim used to come to Brass. And, uh, you know, someone who will remain nameless, you know, a dirt bag that I won't even mention his name, but he'd come to, but, um, you know, just kind of separated me from them. And I don't know if he ever forgave me for that. I don't know if James ever really forgave me for that. For leaving. Yep. Right. And he's told me to my face that, that he felt like I let him down when he needed a coach the most. I left. And if you hear him talk now, you're going to hear him say, uh, Mark Montoya was his first coach, you know? And, I don't, I don't know what I was then, but it, it does kind of, it's kind of a jab to me, you know? Sure. Cause I, you know, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say this shamelessly. <clears throat> I always wanted to create coaches. Like it's, it's like saying, I want to, I want to make a fighter, but if I can make this person into a coach, of course he'll be a fighter along the way, but that's a different level fighter that teach can teach what they learn. So, so that's what I want to do. I wanted to make men, make young men, you know, uh, successful people. And so if, if I, if that was my goal to create coaches to take over the fucking world, I think James was, you know, I, I'm not taking credit at all for that, but it sure did work out. Right. <laughs> it sure did work out for him. Well, kind of. Yeah. You know, until it didn't. Right. Um, okay, so how did you end up back at Glory? So I sold the gym to uh, my... So this guy, Claudio Matos, he's a shootbox from Brazil. He had his own shootbox in Brazil. And he, he trained with Vanderlei and Nogueiras and all, all those guys. Uh, Hujimar, Frederigo, the, the, the leader of them all. Yep that he was on the team and he uh, they tried to open a shoot box and then it failed his business partner in Kansas let him down and he had a brown recluse bite uh, I know you had a brown recluse bite but his terrible. shit his shit he had to be in the hospital you could see inside his stomach it was, it was terrible but that flopped for him But so he came to the gym one day came to brass and he's like he didn't even speak English but I had a friend that was Portuguese so I called him up he came to the gym and uh, translated and so I hired him you know I you know we were we were making good money but I was I paid him three thousand a month right out of the gate 
to train the jujitsu program and, and if, do some Muay Thai if he wanted to. Um, so I sold the gym to him. He, his English improved and it's still open nice. to this day. Uh, made a good little chunk of money and we moved to the country and you know I was really focused even throughout all of this I was focused on my kids you know they were the most important thing over fighting that that probably slowed down my progress a little bit which it doesn't seem like it was slow but it could have been faster and so I took about a year off of coaching I was still doing some privates here and there, um, but I was I was kind of be kind of done. You know, that gym took a lot out of me; it affected my marriage. And, but I got the bug back. Trey Ogden, he opened was opening a gym, uh, a satellite location, Glory, and so I heard he was opening it up. And uh, we had just moved down the street. We had moved back from the country, back to the city. It's right down the street. I called James. I said, hey, when Trey opens up his gym, I'm going to ask him to, if I can coach for him. Are you cool with that? I'll just, you know, talk to the king, you know, get a blessing from the king. And uh, he said, why don't you come train here instead? So I did. And uh, at first I had a couple classes a week, as many privates as I wanted. But it was it was a strange situation because 30 minutes one time a week was the standard right. and I've never been good at asking for money so I fucked myself you know it's my fault I didn't make a living off of MMA up to this point because nobody wants to talk about money you you know you know it's it's understood you give 10% to the gym but we always find ourselves asking having to ask for the money <laughs> Isn't that a hundred percent of the time? <laughs> right. hundred percent. We're, we're literally batting a thousand having to ask for money from each fighter. It's just a tough subject, you know? And, but, uh, so I, I, I did a lot of privates. Uh, I had this Instagram idea or this video idea then, and I had, I had access to 25 UFC fighters right. that all would have done videos with me, you know? But I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. I don't know what it was, you know. Uh, you know, and when I came back, I felt like I didn't feel like uh, I was me. You know that I felt like I was an outsider, yeah. and I had to re-earn that whole fucking room's respect. When I thought I had the whole city's respect, and I think James could have. He could have said, "Hey." Most of you know who he is, but if you don't, just know this guy's a fucking OG. He's my first coach. That would have been nice. And everything he says is gold. A lot of the things I do, I learned from him. A lot of the things I've taught you guys already came from him. He, he is uh, part of my, you know, my craft. And you show him the same respect you show me, and we got a problem. No problem. But he didn't say any of that. So I had to earn fucking respect, and it was it was good for my soul. It it humbled me. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And so you came to the gym, and even when you came to the gym, and and you brought Lucas, and I'm like, 
I watched James show you so much fucking respect. He, he's like, this is the man, is the MMA legend. I, so I remember I, having this conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, I recognized about, you. Yeah, you know? about how he brought me in and how he how he introduced me to everybody, and how that never happened. Nope. You know, with you. And did you see how everyone respected you right away? Right away. Yeah. And and t glad to have you come back. You know, and, and they're hanging on every word that you're saying. Shit, I was. You know. And, and, you know, it, that's a tough uh, pill to swallow, you know. Hey, it all worked out. So let me talk real quick on this subject because I, you, got, you end up with a, with a hernia, right? Mm -hmm. Got surgery, and we're sitting on the sidelines. Well, I was sitting on the sidelines watching Lucas, you know, train, me and you, talked a lot yep. one, one or two days, you know. On we, the we, bench. Yeah, talked a lot on the bench. <laughs> and and I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, so I see this guy here, he's here, but he's not, he's not, um, like James uses you for every, every technique, you know, he, you were just there, but right. you weren't getting, I, I'm like, this guy's the hidden secret in this gym that nobody knows about for some reason, you know, and I, I'm, I can tell, you know, and every time I watch you teach someone or correct something or do a private i'm like who the fuck is this guy and why is james not talking higher of this guy or why are they not you know why is he not running this part of the practice or why is, you know and it was i know it was you you james and jason sure and grant for a while grant wasn't there when we got there okay. he was already gone mm -hmm. so it was just you three in practices and and uh i watched him and jason a lot and they, and they you know did their thing coaching cornered all the fights yeah but i was just I just was like, hmm, you know, this is the, I didn't know the whole story. So mm -hmm. I wasn't sure why does this guy seem to be so freaking knowledgeable and such a good coach and, and teacher and teacher. And yeah, I mean, I'm that's I, what you said. You, 100%. you called me a teacher. That's way different. Yeah, way different. I would rather be a teacher than a coach. Right. Like I'm going to coach you, but I'm going to teach you first. Exactly. You know, and then it'll be easy to coach you. Right. And, and uh I've always wanted to teach people, you know, that's, you can coach them all day long. You don't get that light bulb moment where they're like, oh, that Love comes that. from teaching. That gives me a heart on For that. sure. That's Every my favorite. <laughs> so, so uh, when, when I was sitting there, I'm like, what, what is, what am I missing here? What is he missing? Like, why is it, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't wish the world would collapse right, there, but right. I'll let you go ahead and, uh. Well, expand on that a little bit. So, and most people don't know this, but at Glory, from oh, I'll put it this way: I working for you. I have already made ten times the money that I made in three fucking years. I've been here for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for six months, yeah. you know, and that. Well, I saw the, that's what I meant to say. I saw the value. I, I didn't understand why no one else was seeing the value of you, you know, so when all this did happen, and, I, and I'll get to that, but that's why I jumped on it. And I, the, the, the people that I actually had deep, meaningful conversations with, they they saw in me what, what you saw in me, yeah. but it tended to be the uh, not the ones that were, you know, the top of the pecking order. Right. You know, there's some confidence that comes with that, 
and uh, and they're so loyal to James, you know. And if uh, and like Grant and James, or, or really Grant, he he would say, if my friends don't like you, I don't like you. It's a it's a castle. It's yeah. a very much of a big time group, you know. And uh, I did earn my respect back. I, I did, but you know, I want to. I want to talk at the beginning of class. I want to talk after class. I want to be animated. You know, I want to change. I want to change your whole day with a post-practice speech, and that's very natural for me. But I, I, I had to shake nerves to do that in that room, yeah. just fucking because I, I was earning respect Thought back. You had to convince everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, so I had several. I had many, many, many people on there that. You know, we'd have these private conversations and kind of like this one, you know. Uh, this one's super private. <laughs> cat's out of the bag. So, uh, you know, I, I moved on. I, I, I got some respect. Um, honing my craft, I learned a lot. Uh, watching James teach and that room. I, it was basically my PhD, you know. It yeah. took me to, to a doctor, doctorate. And so I'm very thankful to, to James for that. Um, but where, where are we going with this? How it ended? Um, yeah, you can go ahead and go to how we, we can cover all that. And then I'll go to how I came into the picture. So, know? okay. So the, the without, scandal. Without flipping over any cases that are right. still pending right yeah and you know i you know I'm, I'm not here to disrespect anybody but you know i'm here now you know i'm an ng coach and i wanted to be a glory staple you know and i, I tried you know but i didn't get invited to gamble you know i i wasn't making any money you know uh and i think i would have tried to make some money i was i was in a I was desperate you know i wanted to provide for my family sure of course but i don't want to walk away from this dream or or this because it's a blessing that that i can see fighting the way i do it's like uh it's like being able to speak english it's the hardest language in the world i don't remember learning english right. and i'm fluent in english effortlessly you know i can enunciate i, I my uh you know vernacular is deep but fighting is the same way to me it's a gift so that's why i, try, I give it away and uh i'm thankful for this gift i have lots of gratitude for that but i don't want to i didn't want to let it go you don't if you're really 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 good at something are you going to walk away from that because there ain't much that i'm really 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 good at so i wanted i wanted that you're passionate about also exactly exactly and um so when when the gambling and the in the uh gosh the Derek Minner fight, you know, when that happened, the UFC said that no one none of the fighters can train there. I could see even before I could see like this place is not the same as it was uh before COVID. You know, shit just got weird, you know, and I've talked to several people and they're like, what, what's going on? Is something going to happen? And, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm here. You know, I'll just do the same thing every day, every day, every day. And sure enough, no more fighters. 
And then you could feel that there was going to even be a bigger change. Like, okay, so no UFC fighters were still going to be training. But there's so many in there that are on the cusp of the UFC. And then it kind of just dissipated. So we had one more fight in FAC. And Gage Young, uh, he, you know, we were working for his fight. And, uh, you know, he's a special dude. Um, So I was training him and... I think Gage and I did the most sessions out of anyone in the gym. It was, it was uh, I did the most with him. So I wanted to see it through to the end of that, and then I was going to be done with fighting, absolutely done with fighting. I had been playing so much golf. I played 172 rounds last year. I was going to, uh, excuse me, test for the to be a PGA professional. Not a professional golfer, but a PGA professional to be able to teach. And you, and you have to be good. You have to score right. to, to do that. There's a test, but um, I was walking away. And in fact, I had told the gym that I was done. Uh, And then I think you called. I called Will, Will Starks. Yes, he's the one that brought to my attention. Will was a fighter out of my gym, and he's from Missouri. He ended up leaving, going back to Missouri. And when me and Lucas were up there training, Will walked in and I was like, are you here? And he goes, yeah. So we, we kind of talked there a little bit. And then uh, by the time we left and came back and all that went down, I ended up calling Will and said, hey, what are you going to do? And he goes, I was just talking, you know, just talking about it right now. And I said, okay. And uh, I said, well, you know, I think you should come back here. And uh, I believe you walked by or something. And, I, and he said something about Austin. I said, well, that's my, that was my next question because mm-hmm. what is he going to do? Because... I will see the value in that guy. I will bring him here. I will make him, you know, feel the way he wanted to feel and run the show. You know, you run the striking department and with with no no uh, restrictions. You know, and I, I think I told you that when you came. I said you are free to do whatever. And when I take over my side of my, the, the grappling department, you know, same thing. And we'll mesh the MMA part together. And I, and you are still. Like, but can I, but can I, like, Ab- whatever you want, mm-hmm. like whatever you could have taught them the freaking <laughs> train, kid train. I'm like, well, it's probably going to work. <laughs> you know, he's a great coach. Yeah. So that was my deal there. You know, uh, once I, once I spoke to him and then he spoke to you and you were interested, I was like, oh man, I said, if he comes, all we need is a couple more guys and then I'll, our team will start to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point in time, it was Lucas, Delmer, Garrett, and sometimes Ty when he wasn't at the D, in the DR, mm-hmm. and that was our whole our whole group, right. you know. So that's why I was bringing Lucas up there because he needed to be pushed. He was fighting at a high level, mm-hmm. needed high level training partners, you know, and coaching, and so that's how you know. And then sitting next to you that those few days when you were off the mat, um, again I saw the value, and then all of that fell the way it did, and. Uh, here we are. And it's proof that you introduced me to these, you know, to the four core four, right? And when you got here, how many were, were on, were here? I think it was five four. max yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, Hey, this guy comes from glory. You know, you speak very highly of that room and, and, and even James. And But this guy, this is the fucking guy. Oh, I talked about you for weeks before you got oh, here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, from the second we hung up right. and you decided you were coming, yeah. it was every day, 
everyone on the mat. I can't wait till Austin gets here. Yeah. I can't wait till he gets here. I yeah. can't wait till he gets here. Yeah. You know, so I, I made sure uh, that that's how you landed here. And that's all it took. You know, you supporting me, you believing in me. You know, I could cry thinking about it, but it's it changed my life, man. And uh, I'm free. I, I am the same guy. I'm the same guy that was up there. So as you got here and I made a couple posts or you made a couple posts, multiple fighters from up there would comment, man, I'm so glad to see you be able to run your own deal. Right. I'm so glad to see you right. uh, come out of your shell, you know, right. be able to be the guy, you know, who you, you should have been. Lots of the guys, lots of the fighters from up there were commenting, saying it's so great. Or they were DMing me the right. same thing. Maybe they were afraid to say it out loud. Of course. So they were DMing me. But I was getting multiple messages of people saying, man, it is so great to see him in there like that. Right. You know, so. They could uh, see. They, I, I would get phone calls and they could hear it in my voice. I didn't realize how much of a dark place I was there. Still just showing up and kind of teaching. Even me, the, your second class here, set first class maybe. I was like, this is not the same guy that was up there. Mm -hmm. But it is the guy. Who I thought it was should exactly. have been. Who I, you know, I could have. I saw it while I was sitting there, yes. and I was like, "Well, this is the guy who who I expected to show up here, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and, and I have delivered, hundred percent. Let's go. And I think the the guys uh, we went on a quick six fight win streak. You know, a dominant, yeah. dominant yeah. six fight win streak. And I, I think the guys up there were a little bit. Um, I feel like they dropped the ball, for sure. You know, guaranteed. Whether, like, if the gym was open still, or it is open. Sorry, if if it was running the same as it was with all the fighters, and everything, I think you'd still be in the same position you were in. Yeah. You know, up there. Yep. Oh, Not, absolutely. You know, and, and so I feel like I would have been done fighting. Yeah, I feel like teaching. we we got the really good end of that deal, and they're like, oh, you know, maybe maybe he was maybe should have been, you know, doing that. That's how. Tim Elliott's training here now. That's why Cash is down here. That's why, uh, uh, what's her name, Ky Kylie's come down here. Like people are starting to, you know, slowly come down here and, and check it out. We got 16 fighters now, you know, and I'm only taking 20. And I'm strict. And look at look at the room. What happened, bro? What happened? <laughs> even you coming here allowed them to even believe in me more. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, just the whole vibe raised the room, you know, and I had, like I said, I've, I've made Lucas to where he is. Sure. So obviously I can coach That's right. Tyler to where he is. Mm -hmm. So obviously I can coach, you know, 25 uh, black belts. Yeah. 33, <laughs> 33, 33 black belts. And, 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 and so it just was, it took, uh, it took you to put this together so mm. that you run that striking part of it. And I run the MM, the, the jiu-jitsu part of it, and we run the MMA part of it. Right. And, man, it uh, the level has raised. You can't even, like, it's amazing. It, and, you know, I I teach what are is important to me. And I also am teaching everyone. I'm not just teaching one person. I'm not teaching one style, you know. Yeah. It's it's a concept based, you know, and you know, you know, it's like a big, oh, yeah, everybody's different. You got to coach that way as well. Absolutely. You know, it's this, it's this big barrel of stuff, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's tight. I'm, I'm taking that. 
that's fucking stupid. You know, you, you take what you want, you toss what you don't. And, you know, the, I, I coach everyone individually. And, and when I watched you come up and teach uh, up at Glory, it felt like a seminar. And so I started to realize, and we've had some casual practices, like today was kind of casual, and, and these guys are learning so much faster, so it makes it seem kind of low-key. Right. But every I'm going to teach like a seminar every day. And so most of the days, and you do it, I see you do it every time. It's a seminar every day. And, uh, you know, you can't help. These guys can't help but get better. They're all bought in. Oh, yeah. They're doing the things. You know, you're, you're a hard-nosed coach. Uh, and we haven't really had to be too hard on them lately. You know, had to, had to smoke them and yell one day, you know. But, <laughs> that was uh, a few early on. But right. just so they understood that this is, you know, right. this is the way. I don't, I don't teach with a, a Glock in my hands, <laughs> or thing, but this is, this is the That's way it's going to be. <laughs> and and uh, so, you know, I, I was constantly coming back from glory, bragging to these guys about that room. So totally I was like, bro, the, the, the coolest thing for me, I was sitting on the mat or on the bench every day and watch 50 dudes walk in the gym. The same 50, 23 of them were in the UFC. Right. I was like, I know him, I know him, I know him, I know her, I know. And I was like, this guy has got this going on here. It is wild. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, I, I used to, I had 20 pro fighters in California, you know, uh, and it was, it was awesome. But here, I'm like, I want to do that here, you know, and that's not something that can happen overnight. But is it not? You know, it's, it's now... I, I could take this room and not to not to shit talk anyone at Glory because that room is freaking amazing top to bottom, but I could take this room and drop it in that room and everyone fits in fine. Oh, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, there. everyone fits in fine. And it so, wasn't that way at, at first. No, of course not. But now this room is tough for you to come in here. Like, you know, if we, if, we had, if we had some transplants come in, you know. They're going to get pushed right off the Right. Like, like you think about cash, Yeah. you know. I guarantee you know, he's, he'll be here soon, uh, be back. And uh, he really has come out of his shell too. But he, he was the, part of the squad at Glory. Yeah. He was tough every day. Great rounds, like with Allen and you know, some of the smaller guys and Tim. And I guarantee he thought he was going to come here and be a hammer. Right. And he did not become, you know, kind of rise to the equality of our our 25ers who don't even have fights yet right which is insane uh he had to go through it yeah this this room you know yeah that room but this room yeah. now i'm 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 so proud to be i'm 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 about ready for my that yep <laughs> i said dope. i said one year i pay for them i think there's probably 14 that i paid for well, now <laughs> one year anniversary that I'm, I'm i'm gonna do it all right uh you're happy to be here you know uh it's hard to describe you know i i'm away from my kids it was a good time you know i've never done anything for myself you know even though this is all for these guys you know, and for, for Lucas and, you know, I feel like I'm also here to support your dream, you know, cause you'll do anything for Lucas and Tyler. You were coming here for him, regardless of anybody else. Was right. <laughs> I was making sure that you were going to come here and right. coach him full time. And, and 
damn, I, I'm looking at him today. We did a private today. I'm like, it's working, you know. And not only just working, but Someone's holy shit, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, you know, I since I've been here, like at Glory, I was, I would drink beer and on the porch and i'd but i'd still i'd stay up late but i'd get right up and go to the gym i'd do two privates before class whether it was wrestling day you know whatever uh i was even working at trey's gym uh i i ran that youth jujitsu program and it blew up we won the team trophy at a, a, a local tournament i think it's grappling industries and then I was teaching some kickboxing classes for Trey. I'm not even going to go too far into that, but you know, he's a clown for what what he did. You know, he he fired me from the kickboxing uh, on some bullshit. You know, and and I wasn't going to teach those kids for him. I mean, it's just you know, it's crazy how one man's trash is another man's treasure. Right. And so you know, I, I'm I'm. Since I've been here, I I get up. And I don't know if you remember me saying this, but I was getting up at like 6.30. I was just coming straight to class. No no privates before except for Lucas. And I was like, you know what? I could see myself one day getting up at 5.30, you know, 5. I, and now I get up at 5 pretty much every day. And I do. And, and then I watched your videos about the habits. You know, I I. I tell people this learning how to learn that's the fucking key so i watched you you know i'm not gonna waste this mentor in front of me i'm not gonna waste that so it, and it's either imitation until it becomes me and so i'm starting to feel like it is me i'm not just imitating you anymore or doing it for you it is it is a habit for me now and i'm, I'm up i'm on the road i'm in the sauna I'm in the cold plunge. Uh, and then I do the same fucking thing after the cold plunge. I shower. Uh, uh, eat the same thing every morning. Come do a video. Uh, do a private. Teach a class. You know, it's the same thing. I love that shit. You know? And you don't even have to think about it. Nope. Right. And when I don't do it, it feels weird. Yeah. That That's what you're always preaching. You know, you do it until... I was freaking out in Vegas when we couldn't go to the right. PI because of freaking Albazi. I'm right. like, I need the cold plunge. I need the sauna. I'm like, what are you? Like, we right. gotta go. Right. And, yeah, and it's frustrating. No. And and uh, are we getting towards the end? No. Whatever. Oh, until uh, tomorrow. Yes. Um. And, you know, I, I'm making money, a living, you know. You you are so generous, and you pay me generously and i'm so thankful for that i when my privates you know i'm starting to value myself you know instead of you know you don't worry about it or you know what can you pay me or, or give me one percent of your purse which ain't shit it's not enough you know and, and i'm not motivated by money but i like like kanye says uh having money's not everything but not having it is, yeah. you know, uh, and so now I I work for uh, UFC equipment, making two videos a week for them. I, I 
that's a big chunk. And then what I make with you, what I, I you let me keep 100% of my privates, you feed me, I live with you, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like, I feel independent, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I, I really, for lack of a better term, I feel like a grown ass man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you've, 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 you've leveled me up in so many ways. And so I'm forever grateful to you for, for that. And I, I trusted you with my life. Even by coming down here, that's trusting me, trusting you with my life. Sure. And you have, you have, uh, you have handled that and protected me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm forever indebted to you. Um, I also, I couldn't make these videos, you know, cause making videos, it feels like bragging to me. You know, it feels like, like, uh, it's trite. It's, it's for attention. You know, I, some clown on the internet today was, you know, telling me, uh, that I was greedy and I was doing this for views and, and just so I could make some more money, you know, whatever, you know, but I found value in myself and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach online. I'm going to share this knowledge. And so like Russell Brunson, he's a, he's a co-founder of click funnels. Yep. He says, if you post a video content, Every day for a year, you will change your life and you will find your voice. And so that's what I said I was going to do. I'm going to post a video every single day and it has evolved. And, and, and I'm just a testament to showing up every day. Not only is the quality better, I have a catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, I, the video quality, like I, I'm like, I look at the first videos. And then look at these now. I didn't. I, when did this happen? <laughs> when did I go from nine hundred followers to forty thousand followers every day? Every day, yeah. you know. And uh, so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and I have some plans. I have some plans to to make some money off of uh, of these eighteen years. You should, right? Why shouldn't you? I, I earned it. You can't be on the mat forever, but nope. you can make those forever. Yeah. And that'll just. Yep. I, I I have a big plan, and uh, you know, I I could have walked away. I was walking away, you know, like three feet from gold. <laughs> right? You say you <laughs> saved me, and without you, I I guess I'd be chasing that golf shit. You know, I still play as often as I can, but uh, I'm just I'm a I'm I'm a better version of me, right? And so like. Now that I have some money in my pocket, you know, that is revealing my character. It's not because that's what money will do, right? That's what they say. And what it's revealing to me is more discipline, more service, more fun, more dynamic. You know, like some of these people that are following me, like Michael J. White followed me. And now I'm like, can I can I choreograph some fight scenes in a movie? I'm going to track that, you know, can I, could I be in a movie? My, fuck it. You know, something's going to happen. Right. And I'm, I'm here for Consistency. it. Consistency. Right. Staying consistent with everything and it just falls into place. And, and again, why shouldn't it? You know, I deserve it. Then that's, that was a hard thing for me to grasp. You know? Money's not everything, but when you are doing something you love in service, once you have money, you're able to do it even more. 
I, right? I, like, I, I, yes. I would have fought for free my whole life right. if I had money in the bank, right? right. <laughs> I would teach for free right now. For I would real. continue to show up every day to teach right now if I was you know, independently wealthy and there was money in the yeah. bank because that's what I love to do. And it'd be easier. Easy. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. I right. just I wouldn't even charge people. I'd just be like, come on. Right. You know, come on, let me teach you. <laughs> right. You know, I'm I'm already, you know, I'm I've already have this, you know. So it, it is it does provide, you know, a, a freedom. Bit of freedom, yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that that part of it is is nice. And and now, you know, I'm a I'm gonna I'm I'm getting my own place, you know, have be able to have my kids down and you know like I can see a future that at glory I was just like what what am I doing what am I gonna do you know I was just showing up showing up and and here I don't drink I don't smoke you know I lift you know I'm fucking jacked now <laughs> you know <laughs> I showed up with a dad bod and, and now I'm you know you know kind of right. kind of hard bodied now so and I love lifting weights now I, I every everything the the clouds got out of the way the sun came out that that's what you are you know you you're 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 the sun you know and you know I'm basking in it I appreciate it we love having you here brother Let's do this again sometime. Let's go. Cool. Thanks, sir. Break down some fights or something. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Hey, real quick, where can they find you? Uh, You can, if you'll consider exploring, following me uh, on Instagram, Austin Ford. That's it. A-U-S-T-E-N-F-O-R-D, at Austin Ford. Uh, His Instagram is blowing up. His videos are up daily. Um, Follow him, please. And then like, share, and subscribe to the video. Thank you. Peace. It is all over. Just like that.